Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Saturday the 2nd of May 2020. I'm your host Dan Train, joining me today Zachary Burgess. It's not quite May Day. And Robert Kemp. But we still get the bank holiday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Workers of the world unite. Inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unite away from everyone. Unite all on your lonesome. But they changed the bank holiday, so it's not even for May Day, is it? They changed it no. to be for VE Day. Yeah. They're still giving <laughs> us what two. is May Day, really? May Day is for workers. Yeah, but like it's not. It's never been like touted as a big deal. Unlike you know, not in Britain because we're afraid of communists. <laughs> if you're in a, if you're in Russia, it's a big deal. <laughs> right, where they've just like... given us two bank holidays, isn't this how this normally? When there's some big deal that goes on, like you know, when the royals get married or something, they or just give us another bank holiday. Yeah, yeah then you can't have it all the time. <laughs> What were we going to get an extra day for? I mean, what was the last thing we got an extra day for? Like, uh, like Will and Katie, Harry. right? Was it that, or was it? Or did we get one? For, oh no, it was Harry's no, we didn't, was on a weekend, no, we didn't, wasn't we it? We didn't get one for a, a Prince Harry, but he's not heir to the throne, so mm. sod him. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that's how that went. It's not like he wants to be. He's trying his darndest to get out of everything. Pretty much. Don't really blame him. No, I guess not. <laughs> you don't want to end up just waiting forever like Charles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not even waiting, is he, Harry? Because it would be uh, William, right? Yeah, but that's what I mean. He could theoretically have got there. It just really would have been, like, really forever. <laughs> no, because it would go from William to George now, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 But, you know, someone might die. <laughs> like George and Charlotte and... what? Well, there's another one, isn't there? Fucking hell, how many are there? Are there? Are there who's who's the new one called? Who's the third one? Um, it is Charlotte, right? George, Charlotte and... No, I've, I've lost track, obviously. Henry. I'm going to go with Henry. <laughs> Henry. Henry, in there somewhere. Henry the ninth. That would bode well. Well, on the other hand, Charles III. I mean, what happened with the first two, Charles? Why did she use the name Charles? Mm. Like, fucking well, hell. If, if you've already got, like, Henry VIII, you're already, it's like, it's tradition, right? You just, why not just use one of those names again? Yeah, but <laughs> when the you, the last up. time they had, well, last time they had Charles, Charles, that was the end of the monarchy for a while, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't think that's, surely that's bad luck, Charles. But there you go. Well, we'll find out shortly. I mean, sure, well, hopefully not that shortly. We'll see. I mean, the way the way it's currently going, it's already bad luck, Charles. Bad luck for Charles. Bad luck, Charles. Yeah, I guess. Not that again, he probably doesn't want it either. At this point, probably not. Yeah, but, I mean, what what does it entail? Less less fancy dinners and more letter writing. You probably still I don't think the Queen does dinners. that much letter writing in reality. Or is it? Letter maybe. Dictating to someone who writes the letters, maybe? It's probably not even dictating. They're probably all, all the hella form letters for, have been for years at this point. Okay, now the kids outside my window have turned into a bit of a gathering. Like a, Call the cops. What, what looks like a second family. And shout <laughs> I mean, our, right our, like our neighbours have been holding clearly illegal garden parties. I mean, I guess, really? I guess it's technically only with like 
everyone in our street. So it's only like no, slightly that illegal. is <laughs> totally wrong. You can't yeah. do that. That's bullshit. I mean, there's some stuff online about people having socially distanced in the middle of the street tea mornings or something, but they're not like walking around handing everyone cake. Yeah, and they they were sitting some way apart in the garden, but I don't think any of our gardens are big enough to have everyone be like two meters apart. You should call the Needham cops on them. Yeah, maybe it'll get make the newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's only people in the same street, I mean, that's like I say, that's like the most um, most slightly illegal because it's not that's like you're calling risk, people from somewhere out of town to tr- bring the virus true. in or anything. <laughs> But you don't know where they've been, and then you don't know. Where well, you hope they've been in their house. Yeah, <laughs> you hope. Yeah. What other illegal raves have they been to? Pensioner raves. You'd think Nita Market would be cautious about the whole disease thing after, like, it doesn't have a market because everybody fucking died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had to chain the whole town off. Well, that is what I thought the other day. I was like, bring back Chain House. It's time. Yeah, exactly. Redeploy the chain. <laughs> Shut everyone with a virus over that side. Yeah. But that Probably was really mostly to keep it in, there, wasn't yes. it? Yeah. <laughs> Reopen the causeway <laughs> or the corpseway. Yep. I suppose, yeah, where have they been? If, if they're flouting this one rule, if this rule, then what other rules are they breaking? That's the thing, right? Right. <laughs> if they're doing it here, where else are they doing it? How many of them are NHS workers? House garden party. How many of them work in care care homes? You know, you don't know. That's just it. Maybe if you went to the garden party, you might know. Yes, if you actually talk. And then you'd know your bones. You might know. (laughs) (laughs) And then you could guarantee your bonedness. Word of the day: bonedness. Anyway, happy fun times. Another Happy week. fun times. Another, another two weeks. How's lockdown? You getting fatigued at all? Zach, pretty much the same as normal? Yep. You know what? I think I finally am. Yeah. It's getting annoying. Mm. It's all home and no pub makes Dan a dull boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the... Well, maybe it's just today. <laughs> but like the, the lethargy is probably kicking in. And I've had a, had a week of bad running, which doesn't help as well. So it's just... Really? Yeah, 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 I don't know. I don't know why. This last week just... How do you mean bad? Well, it started off with, like, sort of my ankles and calves just weren't really having it. So whenever I pushed, like, there was a bit of kickback from them. It was a bit, bit mm. more achy and painy than I'm used to. Used to. Um, so I took it easy. Uh, and then this morning, God, it was just horrid. Just uh, it felt queasy and a bit woozy, a bit lightheaded. And then... Uh, just couldn't really get going, so it's. Uh, I think the knock-on effect of that is I'm just a little bit more tired than usual. Yeah, I don't know what it's because I, I don't know, because I I got to the five k or whatever, and I was like, okay, well, I need to keep doing this regularly, otherwise it would be pointless or whatever. But like, I need to learn like what's that it can be sometimes good and sometimes bad because on Thursday yep, I, 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 I got to the top of the hill the second time around and I gave up. <laughs> I only got to yeah. like only got to like three and a half K and I was like, oh, so, okay. Sometimes you just don't have it. They're yeah, like, I didn't have just... it that day. I managed to do it today though. But oh, man, that was not good. I think I was going too fast. But um, anyway, I need to learn somehow. It doesn't seem to... I still get out of breath. Uh, you anyway. never stop that. 
Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I need to learn. Because I assume that if I just did the distance like three times a week for forever, then after a while, I, that I wouldn't be sweating it so much. But maybe I will. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. That's never really... <laughs> it's never really happened. Right, okay, really. that's good. That's actually really good to know, because... Bloody hell. The whole thing about, like, oh, when you do the do a, do some long-distance running and then you go back to normal, it's like, oh, it'd just be a drop in the ocean. It's no, no, it still feels like right. every time. That's what I mean. It's, it's like, it, it's I don't know, I don't, I don't get that thing that some people... Well, I don't even know if some people even claim that to be a thing. It's just sort of the the assumption you make, isn't it? My brother I'm now sure, does ten k, like... fucking three times a week or whatever. It's like mm. fuck's sake, that must take forever. <laughs> I guess he's got nothing else to do. Well, I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure Olympic marathon runners don't worry about running like a mile, really. <laughs> but oh, they but probably not, find but... that uncomfortable in the other direction. Like it's too short. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. A lot, a lot of the people yeah. I know who do longer runs regularly. They don't like doing the short distances because they're not in the they're not they haven't found their mojo yet by the time the run is over. Right. It's just like, well that well that was horrendous. And it's Do like because you... <laughs> they they haven't hit their comfort zone yet. And it's just like, okay, that's I don't not sure I understand that. I don't quite get that yet, <laughs> that's for sure. I'm definitely not hitting any kind of stride by the time at the end. I'm I'm like, holy shit, can this end now? <laughs> I think I think there are times where I've had something akin to that, but it's usually over like, oh, hey, that first K was rubbish, but now I'm all yeah. right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Weird. It's weird. And I don't oh. tend to get that anymore anyway, because I tend to, the first K tends to be my fastest. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I suffer. Yeah, I don't know if I'm, I'm considering turning off the, the split pace notifications thing which tells um, you how fast you've been over the over the last k oh it depends so, yeah i have, I I have that if that's on good my my miley miley <laughs> my lily <laughs> on my lily pace my 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 lily <laughs> i don't know so you can see how bonerid you are <laughs> by my lily <laughs> oh by my lily <laughs> i'm just trying to make it even worse <laughs> by man sci-fi car hmm I don't know. Well, at least there'll be one thing that I got out of lockdown, maybe. Fucking hell. Anything else anyone's doing that will be somewhat beneficial when life returns to some normality? Well, not when it returns to normality, but, you know, I've had a bit more time to do a bit more music work of late. Oh, so, there you go. So that's That's nice. a good one. Yeah. Some lo-fi uh... beats in the hopper. Lo-fi hip-hop beats to That was yeah. my favourite joke in the, in the last season of Bojack Horseman. I love lo-fi hip-hop beats to chill slash relax to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, giving it a go. Of course, I looked it up and it's a real thing, thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's like, absolutely a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I tried like listening that. to, because I was like, oh, actually, maybe this would be a good thing. But after a while, like, I was on a playlist which was like 100 hours long or whatever, which mm. was literally lo-fi chill hip-hop beats to listen, study slash relax to. And after a while, I realized, mm, yeah, this is actually like not good quality music <laughs> do you know what i yeah. mean to, yeah. to, there's, there's a great a great deal of it isn't and that's the problem like a lot of them are like it, it comes across as like a, a failed beat that 
never got a rapper. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, you know what I mean, exactly, they, they, exactly, put, yeah. they put they just put the beat together and thought, yeah, someone will want to drop a hot sixteen on this, and no one did. So they're like, well, let's just put it out. Yeah, and they're normally like what a minute and a half long or two mm. minutes long or something. The actual track before it just fades out into something, and it's a don't get me wrong, it's an interesting sound, but I think you need to do a bit more with it to make it into a proper tune. You know, every now and then there's one that's one that's decent, but the majority of the playlists, like Spotify, maintain a lo-fi list as well. That's yeah. just got a lot of these in. But just yeah, like these, these Spotify two minute, is probably nice beats, one. but not more yeah. than that. I use I use some of the Spotify playlists, but I exhaust them. I like the uh, bedroom pop, dream pop ones, or whatever. <laughs> um, I found quite a lot of stuff off those. I was um, listening to some Laser Rave while I was working the other day. Laser Rave. I, that's like, the thing is that's what I need. It's like. I'm like, hmm. I need to con. I need to do some work, and I'm procrastinating or whatever because I'm stuck. I'm at home. So like, oh, I know. I'll listen to some music. What I need to do is listen to some music. Um, this will get me in the mood or whatever. And then spend day just trying to decide what to listen to. So what you need oh, is I'm- like, click a button and have something that isn't like offensive. <laughs> My problem is, is that when I'm listening to Spotify, most of the time I'm listening to stuff that I've never heard before. You're right. Okay. So I listen to that and then listen to it a bit too hard and then make trying to make the decision whether to add it to my likes list or not. Right, because I don't <laughs> I do, do that. that. I mostly that like... ends up taking away from it more than... I mostly use Spotify in the, you know, like it was the old days or my, the, the way I used to, like as in I will like oh, whole albums. the radios. No, oh, okay. and li- like and listen to whole albums or whatever. Mm. Um, I don't even shuffle all songs like I used to on Winamp or whatever. I, oh, I still do that. I yeah. do. But I do that through um, uh, the echoes in the house. Mm. Like, you know, That's sometimes good. a bit like just if I'm in the kit, the rare time I'm doing something in the kitchen before Gnome glares at me um, and uh, or, or doing something else, the, you know, just shout at it and be like, shuffle my music. Oh, and then you have to tell it to actually shuffle because oh, annoyingly course. on Spotify for for Echoes, it doesn't shuffle it the first time. Even if you use the command shuffle my music, it doesn't actually put it into shuffle mode. So it always starts from the last thing you liked and works its way back in time. Oh, then you say weird. shuffle. Yeah. I usually, and my then, problem is usually that Spotify is too eager to shuffle. Like they always have like a giant shuffle album button and it's like, why oh, the yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. would I want to shuffle an album? And then once you hit it, like it's in shuffle mode no matter what you're playing at that point. And it's like, yeah, they, until you... They, they do on the um, the apps at least. But yeah, for some reason, the voice control stuff, it's just, just never goes into shuffle Weird. when you, the first time. If you're trying to do everything in a single command, you can't. It's a... Uh... Yeah, if you play a playlist, it will always start playing it from track one and, it's, and, and run through it. And it's like, no, 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 I want you to shuffle my sandwich maker list, thanks. I don't always want to start with Buckshot the Funk. You know, the ultimate <laughs> sandwich making music. <laughs> More tea picker. <laughs> Absolutely. Although I've put that into my, hey, segue time. I put that into the uh, Two Point Hospital music playlist. <laughs> I forgot about that. Is that even on YouTube? Oh, sorry, Spotify. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it totally is. Uh, like all of Buckshot Clafonk is there. Sweet. So you can you can listen to that. Yeah, so I, sh- I shoved that in Two Point Hospital. A lot of um, cheesy, smooth jazz, including Jeff Goldblum. Jeff, Jeff Goldblum's now in my uh, Two Point list. Like, <laughs> it's actually quite suiting for that game.
Um, have you heard the new Fiona Apple album? No, but the Easy Allies talk about Fiona Apple quite a lot, and I've never actually sat down and just seen what the hell they're talking about. I would get, she doesn't have many albums because she like takes a long time over them, which is good, but there's a new one. And, um, well, Pitchfork gave it a 10, which is their first 10 in 10 years, I think, since mm. uh, Kanye West's um, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I think they've only given about about five since 2000. Anyway, uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> hmm. I would definitely listen to that. I've had that on loop. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't really sunk into an album for a while. That's a good one. I don't like... Well, apart from the, the last album I probably listened to in full was Run the Jewels 2. Ah. Oh. <laughs> it's Run the Jewels 3, isn't it? Yeah. And there is, yeah, but that was that's the last one I probably actually sat down and listened to properly. Yeah. Yeah, so album time. It's album time. By the way, that's a good album. It's Album Time by Todd Terje. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Fetch the Doll Cutters, Fiona, Al- Fiona Apple. Really good. What else have I been I mean, listening to? I don't, I don't normally go in deep on albums unless it's someone I know I already like a little bit. Like, I don't know, the yeah. last Imogen Heap album or the last Paloma Faith album, which, you know, weren't highlights of their, of their stuff oeuvre. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a highlight of a, of Fiona Apple, so check that out. There was um, uh, Caribou and Fortet had new albums, and they're both good, but I think I prefer Fortet now. Um, I listen to that a lot when I'm working. Mm. Uh, you'd, like, you might, you'd like Fortet, I reckon, okay. uh, Rob? Yeah, because I've listened to some Caribou before. So it's... Yeah, I think you'd like Fortet. Yeah, Caribou's quite good. Um, and there's relatively new Grimes as well. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. For me, yeah. you check that out. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, it's a bit I've been getting a lot bit... of um, J-pop on my. I, I love Spotify's Discover list just because it's so oh, random. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's um, I, yeah, I get a lot of J-pop on there now. <laughs> Probably it's <just> learned. Radio, <laughs> but, yeah. Probably. Speaking of Grimes, did you see? Uh, I was just talking about uh, Elon Musk's Twitter yesterday. Oh, just, but, yeah, he's such a weirdo. Mm. Uh, do you know? Did you know he's going out with Grimes and they're having a baby? Yeah, yeah. Um, which is so weird because, like, Elon Musk. I don't know what to think about him. Like, he's he's a douche sometimes, and he's obviously an idiot sometimes. He's also like made these amazing things. Like, te- Teslas are cool, I think, and um, and they're way ahead. And like SpaceX, it's fucking awesome, especially when he lands or they landed both the boosters at the same time or whatever that's mm. amazing stuff and they're going to get the crew mission like soon i mean all of that stuff is really cool um and um but like yeah so it's like i'm totally i'm really ambivalent like i have like my steven's really into like tesla and my brother into tesla yeah. and spacex stuff and he he like really quite admires elon musk for what he's achieved and stuff but he's definitely a dickhead <laughs> and oh like, yeah and, and 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 grimes i think is probably the coolest person on the planet he's going out with her somehow i don't know what she sees in him but maybe i guess the, money the, all that, all that, then, well money or all that but cool then that doesn't stuff. explain the baby yeah that doesn't explain that and and then so yesterday he first of all he tweeted Oh, Tesla's overvalued, in my opinion. 
So the market then wiped off $14 billion off the value of Tesla. Great. God, why would you do that? I don't know, because whatever. And then he tweeted like, oh, I'm... Did, did he turn around and say, that's better? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he was like, oh, lockdown is stupid. Everyone, freedom for America. Everyone should come out or whatever. Mm. Bullshit like that. Was it with all the... He said it again because he's an idiot. And then and then he started saying, oh, I'm going to sell all my possessions like and live without possessions. Like I'm going to sell. And the only, my only worry is like... over the back with twigs. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, I own Gene Wilder's house, so I just need to make sure that that doesn't get torn down or whatever, but otherwise I'll <laughs> get rid of everything. And then he tweets, oh, Grimes is pissed off with me. <laughs> and then I noticed that like for some reason his elon musk's avatar on twitter right now is the box art for deus ex wow okay and it's like and people apparently and then i looked into this i'm like what wait the yes i did see this actually. And then, yeah, yeah yeah and then uh, people are like tweeting that like he he's he's basically bob page <laughs> like he's literally <laughs> the baddie from from deus ex he's definitely not jc denton oh. what a shame he is totally weird but you're right in that you know and grimes he's, some, he's, it, he's at least oh, i don't know if he's making cool stuff he's at least bankrolling cool he, stuff yeah making sure it happens which is more than can be said for most for Actually, that's even true though is it because it's just like he doesn't really it's not his money any longer it's the company's money <laughs> i guess so but i mean it depends how it, the board is run and how he probably is the board you know <laughs> And like electric cars are going to be great for the environment, and, eventually, well, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, aside um, from the you know the whole materials and the batteries thing, but you know, yeah. And ultimately, and human spaceflight is exciting. Like it's cool things, like positive things. It's just I, don't I know. saw they announced the like three designs that they want to use for the new moon lander. Or the prototype oh, right. oh, yeah. concept art almost of the designs and like two of them are really tall and thin and i'm like is that the worst design right <laughs> you know no... i mean the gravity is lower but you, it's still top heavy <laughs> is it top heavy though well maybe it's not top heavy but it, a long tall for, thin thing is still inherently less stable than a wide that, flat thing <laughs> that is true it's less likely to get blown over on the moon <laughs> blown over by what <laughs> exactly that's what i'm saying that's what he's saying. That's the whole point. It doesn't really matter, I suppose. Once you've landed and you're settled, you're good. Yeah, there but... must be advantages to that, right? Because mm. you can only have a rocket so wide, I guess, taking off from the Earth, right? So... Well, sure. I mean, for the payload segment of it, I guess it probably does help to be a bit thinner. <laughs> well, yeah, unless they try and rebuild it into some wide and flat version in, in space <laughs> and then land the flat version. If you want it to be bigger, you can only really go up, right? I presume. But you could make it like tall and thin in the payload, but then have it turn sideways and land that way. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. But why would you when it's not going to fall over due to the wind? <laughs> yeah, but there's what lots you, of other instabilities on the moon. Yeah, I guess. I mean, how do you find squishy. a flat, flat terrain? Yeah, that must, that's mostly luck, isn't it? I presume. The train is squishy, and there's moonquakes in theory, although I don't know how strong moonquakes actually are on the surface. Thunderbird 1. <laughs> yeah. Thunderbird Based. 3. Thunderbird 1 lands horizontally, though. That's yeah. not the point. That's what you need. 
Thunderbird one is a cool design. I mean, it's slightly generic in terms of it's just like it's just a rocket. It's like the most generically rocket-shaped rocket. <laughs> yeah, but it's I mean, not just a rocket, is it? Well, it's got wings because it's got wings and it flies hypersonically sideways most of the flight profile, and then it lands. It's not just a rocket, is it at all? I mean, Thunderbird three is technically the, the real just that's a rocket. The, that's the just a rocket. Yeah, except yeah. even that's that's got. Tri-symmetry, that's the fancy yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. And mysterious struts with holes in them. Yeah. It's basically a Kerbal Space Program. <laughs> and they both land vertically, which, um, you know, now now spaceships finally do. <laughs> Thanks to... Sometimes. Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they I don't. don't. <laughs> I, want, I want to say Tintin did that first. <laughs> well, yeah, that was always the plan, but um, no one ever really achieved it until recently. On the Earth, anyway. People would land on the moon that way. But... Yeah, I don't know. It seems like, especially because, well, I guess I don't know what the internal layout of these things would be, but also, typically in a long, thin ship, the cockpit is at, like, the top, which would make it the most inconvenient to get into and out of when you've landed. Yeah, that's true. Thunderbird 3 has that, like, elevator, you know, lift. <laughs> elevator that somehow lift. goes out the engine, almost. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not the engine, though, is it? That's just, like, a base, isn't it? Because it's just the boosters are... It doesn't actually have a rocket nozzle on the very bottom, does it? It's just on the on the three tri-symmetry bit, out, outrigger bits. Mm. Which is weird, because the thrust-to-weight ratio, like, how does that work? Like, where's all the rocket fuel... Mm. In well, it's presumably in the bit that you that the elevator goes through that's below the cockpit but above the bottom. Uh, yeah, but it must get pumped out to the to the What's you have rocket. to have burnt all the fuel before the elevator will go through it? No, it's just in a pipe in the middle of the <laughs> giant tank. I wonder how fun how uh, International Rescue got fuel <laughs> secretly from the black market. <laughs> Yeah, that's delivered, that to that delivered to that one island. Yeah, maybe that island is just a giant rig. Yeah, maybe it's not <laughs> it rig. has its own oil well. Yeah, and refinery. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's the I mean, problem, could well they, be. they probably just like casually dock super tankers there occasionally. Because they're, they're not, like, not atomic. Oh shit! That super tanker has just they... like had a problem and it needs to dock at this island, which is completely nearby, and then it will leave and it will be slightly lighter for some reason. <laughs> They might actually be nuclear powered. Actually, thinking about it, because probably. in the sixties, everyone thought that everything would be nuclear powered. So, yeah, true. I, yeah. I think they probably are. I'm pretty sure that the back half of Thunderbird Two behind the pod is a nuclear reactor. Um, from what I remember from my childhood, <laughs> explode it real good. That's all you ever wanted, really. What, International the Rescue needs to internationally explode. rescue themselves. Well, that happened a few times, didn't it? Like, Thunderbird yeah, 2 got shot not. down by the US Navy at one point. The Navy should have known better. <laughs> What's that? Oh, it's an airburst. Oh. Uh, anyone change their style at all during lockdown? Uh, I, I know. style. I'm sporting a beard and a hoodie now, which is slightly <laughs> different, slightly different to normal. You've got no social network. Yeah, I've got no social network. Does he have a beard in the social? Probably. Actually, I'm not sure he does. But I'm not sure he has a beard. But JT has a beard, doesn't he? In that, 
No, I expect so. But he's playing Sean Parker, isn't he? So he's mm. not he's not the hoodie guy. I suppose I haven't uh, up until yesterday. I hadn't shaved at all <laughs> throughout all of this. It's still quite kind of bushy. The only thing I had to get rid of was the uh, guard, as it's called, the bit of hair that goes into your mouth <laughs> from the mustache. Is that called the guard? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Because it was getting kind of annoying to put anything in my mouth without the hair coming with it. That's weird. Mm. The whole thing is weird. I'm not sure I like it. Just get past the itchy phase, you'll be fine. It's not. It's not too bad. Bushy. Should we talk about the news? <laughs> What's that? Well, the I news? Have, this is a podcast about video games. About. It's, it's about about. It's about video games. Yeah, we've got uh, some stuff we missed from about a month ago. What have we missed? Two two bits of news. One of them should come as a bit of excitement for us, at least, because a sequel to Happy Side Game of the Year: Rogue Legacy is in the works. Mm. Which is good, but that's all we know, really. <laughs> Is that the legacy of Rogue Legacy, that it was our game of the year? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But it's a hell of a game. Everyone agrees it's a hell of a game. And then kind of the consensus is, is that... Oh, what was that game called? Something <laughs> about the Furies. Yep. The Furies? Yeah. It, but it's like a, a, a female squad of mercenaries, and it's kind of a... I want to say it's Castle Crashers-esque, but it's kind of not, is it? It's kind of rapid. It's a little... More on the sort of hyperlight drifter style of combat, but actually kind of kind of castle crashers y. Kinda. Yeah. Just with guns, obviously. Yeah. Well, for most of the characters. <laughs> there is a melee one. But anyway, yeah, they made they made that uh Cellador games. Um if this is uh, the, uh, they made that. Um and it didn't really land, so um it's all it's all right. I enjoyed it. I thought the writing in it's pretty neat from the little that we've played. Um but yeah, it's probably a good idea that they go and make some money uh, going back to <laughs> back to their best game. Salador. There's loads of things the... called Salador, right? Just because Tolkien yeah. thought that was like a nice combination of words or something. The, supposedly the two most, the most beautiful combination of English words or something. God, he's a him. I don't know. Yeah. I remember hearing about that in, from Donnie Darko the first time. <laughs> oh, really? It's not in Donnie yeah. Darko. There's a, there's a section in, in it about that, yeah. Cool. So that's cool. News. Uh, and also, Bethesda said they are not going to do a digital showcase um, this year. So even in digital E3, they're not getting involved. They don't really have anything to talk about, I guess. Exactly. Now, everything they're making is kind of smoke and mirrors at the moment, isn't it? It's like, we're not going to see Elder Scrolls or Starfield for like a decade, probably. Well, they got they got Fallout, and that's about it, really. Doom's already out. What else have they got? Well, you I were... suppose it's that Dragon Age. Oh, no, that's not even them. That's <laughs> no. EA. Um, you were hoping that Elder Scrolls would at least have some small amount of an announcement this year. Like some well, early thing. 
Well, there probably would have been an over-enthusiastic audience member. No, that's how it's going to Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There would have been something about that. Well, yeah, there would have been something about that, regardless, because it's an MMO, if that's what they did. Yeah. But, like, the real Elder Scrolls, I would have expected at least some announcement, some more concrete announcement, other than saying that they're doing it. Rage 3. Rage 3? No. No. <laughs> it can't happen, right? Rage 2 didn't exactly do great, I don't think. Oh, at least they've got Doom. At least they have Doom. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, but Zach, you sort of mentioned that maybe Nintendo might have sort of hinted they might not follow that time scale as well. Oh, that's the do route, a direct uh, around then. But they've got to at least do a direct this year. Because <laughs> there still technically hasn't been one. There's been that half a one that wasn't really a proper direct. After everyone was like, when's this fucking direct happening all through January and February? And, and then they were like, here's a direct kind of. <laughs> well, didn't. Wait, they should. Wait, but haven't, didn't they do an Animal Crossing specific direct? Sure, but that doesn't point? count. That's like. The, the game specific ones don't really count as actual directs. And okay. even the Nindies ones, either. They, they, yeah, they did. They, they might have done two Nindies ones. Yeah, right? I think they and, have. Yeah. And then they did that. Yeah, two Nindies and a half one, really. So you still expect them to do a more full one at some point this year, but maybe just not at E3 time, apparently. They, they tend to do quite a lot throughout the year, though, because it's like I, I well, seem to remember the one where they what actually announced. Saying. They actually announced Smash, right? That wasn't a E3 direct, was it? That just, I don't think that just was sort of another one that was a bit later. No, in they the year. they had the uh, the first initial announcement was in as part of a separate direct. Yeah, it tagged on after the end of the yes, because that was Splatoon. the one where they were, that was a rare, yeah because it was the Splatoon expansion and Mario Tennis Aces where they went the deep dive yeah. into that and then they finished with the Smash tease. Yeah, but the actual Smash Direct was in E3, the the real one where they first talked about it. Right. Okay, so roughly around now they would have been doing a Direct then had they had something coming out. <sighs> well, yeah, but that's what everyone <laughs> says. But like, there hasn't really... Everyone keeps going like, oh, when's these Directs coming up? We're doing a Direct. And it's like, it, they've only been doing this for like a couple of years. It's like, I don't think there's been mm. enough data to assume what their schedule is at this point. <laughs> Nintendo, Nintendo put uh, well, yeah. My assumption, this is my assumption, is that they do a direct around when they've got something important actually being released, probably, or near to that point. And it's like because Animal Crossing's out and there's nothing really else on the docket, it's like they're not under too much pressure to put something out. Well, they're in kind of some pressure to, you know, say what the hell they're doing. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know that they know. Maybe right now. Well, sure. I'm sure they have some idea. If, if you know, if they've got anything to say about Zelda Two and Metroid Prime Four, well, they had good job. <laughs> Not sure that counts. It's Nintendo published. <laughs> That's why it doesn't count. <laughs> it's not, um, yeah, strictly Nintendo R and D, or what do they call their studios? They've got the like. Something like that, isn't it? It's like they've got names, haven't they? Internal names. Yeah, but they're normally like fairly mundane. Yeah. The Mario team is like 
are in D1 or something. Yeah, it? exactly. It's not like Studio Mustache or something. No, it's not like Sonic Team or whatever. Or I Baked a Cake Team. <laughs> that's what they really, that's what the Mario Team should be called, something like that. Yes, truly. Princess Toadstool. Bitch! Bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Was that the last game where they actually officially referred to it as Toadstool? Uh, I don't know. Until it just became Princess Peach. I bet they said it somewhere in some other game. Like, not not as a constant reference, probably once. Uh, I bet in the Paper Mario's they must have mentioned it like that. Yeah, I mean, Fouls the Adore, they definitely did, but I, that was... Mm. Does that not count? <laughs> well, that, that wasn't that long after Mario 64, really. In, well, in a the, generation and a bit. Yeah, but there's been like two more generations since then, technically. Mm. Peach! Uh, yeah, what other news we got? Game announcements. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Ass Creed. Yeah. Ass Creed Vikings. It's like massive um cinematics to watch of like um vikings attacking some english countryside and the the english king being like we must defend ourselves and a huge battle and it's like what's this got to do with assassin's creed and at the end oh he's got the stupid blade hidden blades the only assassin's creed element in the whole thing yeah because they sort of broken uh, their own mythology so many times now yeah i mean the, it's all over the shop and, and also I mean, this the supernatural everything right element right of the he's got like odin is with us or something he's got like the the, the birds of odin or whatever behind him or something oh they needed something the to replace the weird eagle powers exactly yeah so it's got odin powers from Mythology slash they never, God of War. <laughs> in fairness, they never really explained where the eagle powers came from, even in the original Assassin's Creed canon, right? It's just you just had eagle vision. Yeah. And it's like, I, I guess so. later on, at least in like Origins, wasn't it? They actually made it a literal eagle. <laughs> I don't think that's better, though. Because like no. eagle vision just sort of implies that you like have a sixth sense and you can just see, you can perceive the view as if from uh, the view of an eagle, not like you possess an eagle somehow. <laughs> yeah, the sight of an eagle. I'm really struggling to get excited about Assassin's Creed. But... I know. I mean, these those last two are supposed to be pretty. Yeah, that's supposed to be good, good, right? You know, this 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 reboot, effectively, this re reimagining of what Assassin's Creed games should be. And I haven't yeah. played either of them, in fairness. Yeah. Um, I don't know which one I would, whether it be the Odyssey or the or the Egyptian. I think one. I'd be keener on Odyssey personally. I think it looks a bit more lighthearted, but I don't know if that's good. I, I mean, it sometimes is. And some of the storylines from it sound utterly bonkers. What's, is it? Is it like mixed with mythology kind of style? It's yeah, like it's weird. Greek mythology. Yeah. Um, Does it have like gods and stuff in it? I think there are hints about that stuff. Yeah, right. I don't know if you actually end up fighting them or. But like, it's not like full on. There, but... Well, God of War. Yeah. Mm. I mean, this 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 is Valhalla's biggest problem, right? It's like they've been wanting to do Vikings for, or it's been on the wish list that they should do a Viking one for a long, long time. Along with um, a proper feudal Japan one, I think those two have been sort of fairly yeah, high on that the could list. Work. And then God of War came Ninjas. along and has kind of stolen its thunder a little bit. It's like I don't. I, That's true. I don't know. God of War was like not only 
it was just very very good right to the point where it's I don't a know great game yeah well i'm just i'm not sure i'm all that interested in in a in a different viking thing i want more god of war <laughs> it's yeah, it's weird to say that right sometimes it works the other way around in that it's like oh vikings are hot right now so everything everyone makes viking games and then you end yeah. up with for honor i don't know but then yeah sure <laughs> but yeah i don't know it's just i don't, i think i checked out of assassin's creed a long time ago so anything yeah, they say i'll just be like yeah sure yeah. i was Unless like really sad i know the thing but then we've got a... ghost of tsushima so you know whatever <laughs> It's a really long time ago now, but I thought that the French Re- Revolution would be an awesome setting for Assassin's it's, Creed. That's but a they cool fucked idea. that one up completely. And like even... pa- the Paris map looked really, really cool. Like everything about that, that was like, oh, this has got to be a good Assassin's Creed. And then it, it was a disaster zone. I think I might, I might, you know, if I was to get back into the series, because I've played them all up to Black Flag, mm. right? And that's when things started to get a bit mm, ropey. I mean, three. Why did you great. play through three? Yeah, it wasn't that. Yeah, great, I mean, th- three wasn't wasn't great, but I think four actually had four didn't click with me as much as the others. Like the story was a bit too all over the place and jumpy, and a lot of people like, really just... like the ship stuff from four. Yeah, mm. I know, but I, found, I just found it quite tedious after a yeah. while. I didn't think there was enough to it. Um, um, yeah, I know people that are super into that side of things as well, um, and. But then there was, as far as the series concerned, that's when it started getting a bit murkier because they also put out Assassin's Creed Rogue, um, which was sort of a half sequel to Four, but not really a sequel. They put uh, so that, that was uh, they, they, that was when this generation of consoles happened, and they put Rogue out on on the old generation of consoles, and then eventually ported it up to the new one. So there's that weirdness, mm. um, and then. Alongside that, they then, uh, you know, that was when we got Unity, I suppose. Uh, they started to, uh, just mixing the water. And that was also when they started doing the Assassin's Creed side story games as well, like the weird 2D stuff that apparently was not very good. Mm. So it's like the whole thing got a bit murky in terms of stuff. So that was when I checked out. Yeah. Um, admittedly, a long time after the fact, because I was playing those games quite late, but still, I, ch- I checked out hard at that point. And, uh, uh, yeah, and then the, the the disaster that was Unity happened, which just sounded bad from both a implementation of the story and, of course, the mechanics mm. and, the, and the infamous glitches. Um, Syndicate seems alright though. I'm thinking that might be my jump back. Is that in the London point. one? Yeah, yeah. I know quite a lot of people are kind of into that. Yeah. It doesn't rely so much on the cheesy history tropes, supposedly. So I've heard. Really? Aren't you like with palling around with Dickens or some bullshit like that? I mean, it's got a little bit of that, but it's right. just not not quite as heavy-handed as it has been in some of them. Okay, that's. Cool. I mean, I was like, I, I think that was might have been where I started to like just roll my eyes a bit at it. We're just like, wow. oh, we have to put someone in there after Da Vinci, right? Right, Da Vinci <laughs> was your like armorer guy in too. I mean, that was pretty stupid, yeah. but yeah, it worked. But yeah, they kept that up, didn't they? Hmm. So I think you might meet Plato or something in Odyssey or something Probably, like that. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, so Vikings. Yeah, Vikings. Maybe, maybe it'll look amazing. Maybe they'll do something... I'm hoping they don't don't roll back into the same patterns they did with like the old Assassin's Creed games where every, every one of them was pretty much the same. Like a 
kind of I don't want them to necessarily take the last two games as the mold, if you know what I mean, and just make another one of those. Make that. Yeah, the, the, the likelihood is, but they have taken a year off, right? Which is the thing Assassin's Creed games didn't do. That was good. I don't know if that was necessarily intentional. But... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe it's been a couple of years, actually. I don't know. It might have been a couple of years. Yeah, shit all got fucked up with the last Splinter Cell. Oh, yeah. That's ages ago. Are they, have they done a new Splinter Cell? No. No. That was, I mean... They teased it, didn't they? But they don't, I don't think anything's happened with it. I wonder if they could make a good Splinter Cell. I mean, how do you compete with, like, Metal Gear 5? Um, I mean, pretty easily. Splinter Cell's quite a different thing, right? You just make Metal Gear, but cut out all the nonsense <laughs> yeah i know and there you go you've made you've made a you've made a decent stealth game yeah because it's because it's that simple obviously <laughs> they probably have the tech to do like an open world stealth game like metal gear 5's afghanistan or whatever because they could throw in their kind of ghost recon wildlands shit or whatever yeah yeah you make a good game maybe I mean, they tried to throw Sam Fisher into Ghost Recon, right? Oh, did they? I bet they did. Yeah, they sort of did. And it's not like they haven't done... I mean, they've done lots of games around that area as well. Like, don't don't forget Rainbow Six and all that stuff. It's like there's elements of that that could be brought back. and Not Siege. I mean, like the last, you know, the Vegas games. You know, talking mm. a long time ago now. but well, it's a while ago, yeah. I like that. Almost... I like Rainbow Six Vegas. That was good years ago. I quite like uh, Raw. Uh, yeah. Very primitive Yeah, now, me, me too. To yeah. play I, now, I played but... quite a lot of Graw and Graw too, actually. Um, they were good. Yeah, they're quite, they're quite primitive games if you go back now, but yeah. they're still... They were like, that Graw was like super early 360, like... Yeah. Looked really but they cool were, at the time. But they still sort of had that Ghost Recon thing of like, hey, we're going to make this really quite challenging. It was, yeah, yeah. Like, that was cool. I played all the way through that. That had a cool yeah. story where it was like all in, set in like Mexico City and I don't mm. know, it was got, you know, like a revolution. It was kind of cool. And I I remember us trying to do the... Um, oh, uh, yeah. I have good memories of trying to do their classic style ghost recon co-op stuff yeah which was weirdly like not like the campaign game they no it wasn't lifted how how ghost recon used, used to, to play. play yeah yeah but put it in better environments and more fun than the originals because like, i never really liked the original ghost recon games like no I, I found myself with the classic sniper problem in a lot of missions where it's like here's a huge field i'm going to die in yeah that i need to cross somehow and could never really figure out what to do but those um sort of more urban environments um, I think suited that series to the ground it's good they just need to hurry up and finish Beyond Good and Evil so they can actually have something new not just yeah. re- just not another release of the same series it's like EA's I suppose, it is, I suppose it is technically a sequel but it's very different <laughs> well yes it is technically a sequel for a very old game yeah we won't see that for a, like Bethesda we probably won't see that for a decade <laughs> Uh, what else we got? What else is going on? Um, speaking of game announcements, we'll probably have a whole load of them next week. Oh, yeah. We, I don't know. 
Well, it's because Xbox are doing their Series X gameplay reveal. <laughs> it's just going to be... The whole thing is just going to be Halo. <laughs> or maybe Hellblade 2. Those are the only two games we know, I think, that are specifically Series X games. Although none of, neither of them are specifically Series X games, are they? Because Microsoft have said they're going to support Xbone with all its first-party releases as well. For a while, anyway. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm hype. I want to see some next-gen stuff. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, mainly just want to see Halo. That's the important one. Kind of. Are they yeah. actually going to show what's Halo? actually going to happen? Are they going to show Halo? Well, well, I mean, what else? What else do they have, though? Really, like we we only know of Halo Infinite and that. Well, well another Forza okay. game. <laughs> yeah, Forza. What are they up to? Nine is probably the next one, right? There's a lot riding on that Halo game. I, I <laughs> come on, guys. On that come Halo on, guys. Game, yeah. You can do it. Maybe <laughs> you can do it. They they dropped the six for a reason. <laughs> Maybe not a good reason though. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see what they're up to. Um, they said they might have they'll have stuff from like their partners as well. So high probability, I think we'll see some Assassin's Creed actually at it. <laughs> Um, and maybe that Gearbox game that we know is on PS5, maybe. Uh, we still haven't seen anything about it. Sony is still keeping pretty quiet. They haven't said when they're doing anything more around PS5. So, you know, at least we've got one thing to get hype about. Uh, speaking of PlayStation, let's talk about Last of Us 2. What and about last leakage. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, if you go hunting for it now, you will probably find yourself in spo- heavy spoiler territory for the uh, story of Last of Us Part 2 because it got leaked on Reddit. Bloody Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's clearly... I mean, this was... Um, some of the theories around why Last of Us 2 was um, was delayed again when COVID kicked out was because they wanted to... Um, supposedly there were logistics issues on the Sony side in terms of... In, in some way, and everyone assumed it's like, oh, that's going to be them getting physical discs out. Like Square said they were going to have issues with getting the physical discs of Final Fantasy VII Remake out the door. Um and you know the 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 follow on from that is is like oh well it's probably naughty dog just being super protective of the story making sure everyone can play it at the same time so that they're not everyone doesn't spoil each other and then this happens uh, and now and they're they, having they to got, rush it out yeah in some way so they've they've announced the release date for it it's not uh, uh, yeah are they rushing it or was that or just always the plan and it's coincidental it's like well I guess we'll never know but and you say rush it out it's still June so it's a way it's ways off yet. June. So excited about that movie. Did you see the uh, press press shots? (laughs) I haven't, no. Oh, man. It's going to be awesome. It's like one of the few things I'm excited about (laughs) in the future. (laughs) It's fucking June. How do you think we'll be watching it, though? Will we be in cinemas again? I don't know, but all I know is the spice must flow. I mean, always. 
what the Spice Girls were primarily known for. <laughs> exactly. They were like, Flowing. spice up your life. It gives you prescience and you can fold space. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what the Zigga Zigar was? By the way, we were, before, in the before times, we were doing <laughs> karaoke and singing Spice Up Your Life or whatever the song, what's the song even called? Spice World. No, Spice Up Your Life. It is Spice Up Your Life, yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, there's a lyric in there. It's a, a bit, yeah, Yellow Man in Timbuktu. Oh, yeah, 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 that <laughs> What yeah, the yeah. fuck is I, that I, about? I, I thought that's where you were going with that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hang on a minute. <laughs> can, can you say that? <laughs> is this okay? <laughs> well, would it, would it be any much worse or better if had they said black man in harlem i don't know, know. <laughs> yeah that's probably okay right you reckon well i don't know <laughs> from an all-white british yeah let's well, leave it white. maybe leave it I alone about scary spice for a second there but yeah maybe leave it alone and not write lyrics like that mm. which they yeah, didn't write just... i'm sure because they were written for them by some racist <laughs> white man i'm sure <laughs> It was fine in the 90s. People of Arrakis, spice up your life. <laughs> Walk without rhythm. And you won't attract the worm. Uh, yeah, Sony knows, apparently, <laughs> who leaked the, um, the story Last of Last of Us Part 2. Um, they're not telling us who, obviously. But uh, they claim that it wasn't actually a member of Naughty Dog or SIE themselves. So uh, maybe one of, maybe a helper studio or a musician or something like that. But it's that guy that stole Half Life 2 in 2002. He's back. <laughs> He's back with a vengeance. He just can't, he just won't let anything <laughs> with a two go out. Unleaked. Uh, so there's that. Uh, we also got a release date for Ghost of Tsushima as well, which is nice. So that's in mid-July. Get hype. 17th. Yeah, definitely get hype. Get well hype, man. Um, uh, one of those games I played recently and really quite liked, uh, Indivisible, had a uh, comedy release on the Switch. Uh, because, a comedy release? Well, because no one knew it was coming out, not even the developer. So uh, Lab, Lab, the first Lab Zero knew that the game had been released on Switch was when they started receiving, oh, congratulations on releasing your game on Twitter. <laughs> nice. And they were like, sorry, publisher. what? <laughs> What's just happened? And apparently, I think it's 505 Games are the publisher on, on the Switch. Uh, apparently, they had an issue with their automated sort of release tool system or something, which... Oops. Um, yeah, which just put it out. And it's it, like the thing is, is it wasn't even the most recent build of the game because they've updated the Xbox version and other con- platform versions recently. So you can you can actually play all the combat in co-op, which is kind of cool. Um, mm. uh, and, and there's an upcoming set of... Ch- there's an upcoming challenge mode for it as well because all the achievements for that have been released, but the mode doesn't actually exist in the game. I went in and checked and was quite disappointed. And I was like, well, where, where do I go? What do I do for this? And then went online and it's like, yeah, nobody knows. It's not in the game yet. But the achievements are. So that's weird. Um, but 
uh, yeah, so it got it got released on Switch by accident early, and it's like it's fine. Apparently, that old build is okay because it just misses the 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 recent update, so it will probably still be all right. But um, uh, but yeah, it's not that it's not the build they'd intended to go out. That's just kind of funny. Indivisible is good. Uh, Game Pass. Talking about positive news. Game Pass has now surpassed 10 million subscribers. Is a lot. Good, good for Microsoft. Yeah. Well, I, just, I guess it's proof that the Game Pass, the Netflix Model. for games idea is solid. It is. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well done, then. And uh, important for me, anyway, because I'm going I'm to do this. Uh, Splatoon's Splatfests are back, or at least the repeats of them are back uh, from May 22nd. You can rerun every Splatfest. Although they're not saying quite how they're rolling it out, whether it'll be the same time scale. I assume it would be, right? Like the once a month mm. thing. But they're bringing back all the old questions as well, so you can still do those and vote on them again. Presumably they must have had the scripts written for when, if they went the other way. Well, yeah. So if the votes go the other way... Presumably <laughs> there won't different. be any new actual data necessary to be downloaded. It's all already there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, because all of the... Well, it depends what they did with the um, shifty station levels, whether they just kept them all. I think they did. Weren't they, weren't they all in the last Splatfest? They were. They were all in the last Splatfest on on a sort of rotation, yeah. But because um, I don't think you could play normal levels on that, they were just all shifty station levels um, during the last Splatfest. Um, but yeah, they so they, they. I guess they definitely all downloaded their. But we don't know what how what they do with their patches behind the scenes. But anyway, they've got them all. So why not? And those shifty station levels are some of the more. In- so it's just they're just interesting and weird, and I like them. So that's cool. That might get me to play Splatoon again. Always a good thing. Yeah, positives. Look, I mean, you know, the the online, you know, the the uh, the events and things were one of the main parts of that game. So it's always a bummer when they stop. So. The rebound yeah, exactly. is a good idea, I think. But it also perhaps means that we might not be seeing Splatoon 3 for a while. <laughs> well, I don't think that was likely too soon. Although Splatoon 2 was pretty quick, if you think about it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They, they, well, that was they... more because they wanted to get it onto the Switch, though. <laughs> exactly. They could have just... Well, that's the thing. Is like they could have just remade the, the Wii U version to be like to get something out quick. But no, they did a more of a job on it, didn't they? So it's... wonder what that team are working wonder what Monolith are working on now, that's the thing. Ah, mm. uh, wait, hang on, isn't... I don't know if it's the same team, but Monolith Soft also do the Xenoblade games. Isn't there two so different maybe... studios called Monolith, though? Uh, there's a... So Monolith Soft, I think, are, like... They 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 are the team that do both Xenoblade and Splatoon, but there is another monolith that monolith that's American that do other things, and I think might be a support team for some of the one of the you know big publishers now. 
I forget, but you're right. Yeah, there's a there's a conf confusingly there is another monolith. And that's news. That's all I got. Uh, did you want to talk about Mario Maker? I wish we could talk about Mario Maker 2's update where they made made World Maker. That's kind of I mean, cool. They they did the thing that everyone always wanted, and you can everyone... now make a make a you know make a game, <laughs> make a whole Mario game now. Which is which is pretty neat. It's pretty neat, right? It's pretty neat. I think it's pretty cool. Do you think people will, or whether they'll just stick to like making the crazy one-off levels? That oh no, there'll definitely be people that will go hard on the world thing, right? Because it's, as I say, it's uh, the must have been top of the wish list or pretty high up for for a long time. Alongside Mario Two, which they sort of added as well, sort of. How does that work? Is it like that? Because it's, do you say it was a power up that then makes gives you the sort of pick up things ability? Yeah. But anyway, that um, their uh, update trailer thing is kind of fun to watch, just to be like, oh, they can do that. Oh, they can do that. Oh. <laughs> One of those games where every now and then I get that little pang in the back of my mind and be like, I really should check this out, if not to make, but just to play. Yeah. I feel like you could probably get a lot out of that. Mm. Get your Mario fix anytime. Or maybe not the Mario fix you want. Who knows? <laughs> Hmm, okay. All right, I think that's the news. The news. It's time for what have you been playing? Uh, Zach, what have you been playing? Not much. I mean, I played a tiny bit of Splatoon because, completely coincidentally, in fact, I went into Splatoon before any of this news happened. And there was, like, in the stupid hub social posts that people make, they were talking about Splatfest, and I thought it just hadn't updated since the last time I played Splatoon. But then, at that point, they had, like, the news had come out somewhere, but not, like, officially. So they were all posting about the new Splatfest, and I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> weird timing that I happened to come in here and see that. Convenient. So I played a tiny bit of that, and I may play some more, because it's a free week currently. So, you know take a break from Animal Crossing, come over here into Splatoon with me, since it's free. <laughs> Sweet. And how's the crossing? It's fine. I mean, it's I've, I've reached five-star rating on the town, and then I've just, like, you know, haven't had much more impetus to continue making it look fancy, which means it's kind of half-finished still, or, again, more like two-thirds finished, I guess. <laughs> Like I made everything nice and fancy and then it was like oh I've reached five stars way before I was done well fuck it I guess <laughs> <laughs> but were you trying to make it the way you wanted or were you trying to get to five stars well it's the same thing really you want to make it nice which coincidentally leads to getting five stars <laughs> yeah but you're, you're going to stop now are you <laughs> well I'm, <laughs> I down. kind of want to finish up some parts of it maybe I just want to finish up like the flowers because I've just got like a big pile of flowers in one corner of the island where I was just like storing extra flowers because you can't store them like in your storage or anything they actually have to be planted 
So it's just like, this, this is where I'm going to keep all my extra flowers until I decide where they're actually going to go. So I kind of like to get that sorted out at least. <laughs> right, yeah. And other than that, there's really only like one house that I haven't like made a garden for or anything yet. But, and then that's pretty much it. I was still debating whether I want to get rid of all the normal trees and change them out to fruit trees. Because it's weird, you know, the mechanics of Animal Crossing, that when every day in random trees across your map, there'll be right. five five wasps' nests and two random pieces of furniture and like 1,500 bell coins in the trees. Hmm. But that only applies to like normal trees, not fruit trees. So if you have only fruit trees, you don't get any of that stuff. But then, because now now there's like the pine trees up on the metal area, I was like, oh, I could get rid of all the normal regular trees and replace those with fruit trees because they look the same because it's just okay. like a tree, and then just keep the pine trees for the for the loot. <laughs> so I might get round to doing that. Just I don't actually have that many normal regular trees left already. Just a few more that I'd have to cut down and replace, or just cut down because I think I might have slightly too many trees. Regular trees, the pine trees are fine. And you know, May has arrived, so new bugs and fish. <laughs> but I'm sure that'll only take like a week before we get all of those, <laughs> at most. Minor <laughs> correction. Um, Monolith Software only. I didn't find the other Monolith, but Monolith <laughs> Software only a support team for the Splatoon games. Um, they were uh, Nintendo EPD were the primary developer <laughs> on that. Um, also, the the engine for Splatoon is called Lunch Pack. I just thought that was kind of funny. Mm. Powered by Lunch Pack. <laughs> Monolith. They made no one lives forever. Right. Right. And Shogo yes. Mobile Armor Division. Yeah, that's that's that that's right. And that's why you don't remember them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that was their engine, right? Wasn't it that they had their own um, game engine that they licensed out? I seem to remember. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I can't remember what it was called. Wasn't it one of those like everything's based on Quake kind of? No, I, oh yeah, right, that, that's Mon the thing. Mon uh, Monolith are now Shadow of Mordor. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. The um, whatever that the Nemesis system. They are the Nemesis system. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, and Fear. They were behind Fear. Oh, Fear. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and they carried on their own game engine, didn't they, into Fear? Mm. Um, I seem to remember. They had their own tech. Lith tech. Lith, yeah, that's it. That's it. Mm. Monolith. Lith tech. I see yeah. what they did. Yeah. Interesting. Sorry. And, and they Thanks made the that. Matrix online. <laughs> Lol. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... There's, there have been updates to Animal Crossing, which is sort of interesting. Except it's, it's like... The, the it's May seen... Days maze. maze. Yes, the May, May Maze. The May Maze. It's not made of maze, though, unfortunately. Ah. Oh. 
The Mayday Maze Maze. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better. It's just hedges. But it's weird because, like, in a in an older Animal Crossing game, all of this stuff would have been in the game to start with. It's just now that we have the internet, they can just patch it in as yep. we come up to the date. <laughs> Naturally. Right, I see. But then they can kind of put a bit more effort in, I guess. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. I mean, they did update the museum to have, like, the art wing, which is, you know, the museum was already pretty ridiculous. Very fancy. Oh, yeah, because the art wing isn't, like, got... Isn't it got, like, real art in it? Yes, and it's got real art in it. Which I don't know, I mean... I guess the I guess real art isn't old real old art isn't like copyrighted or anything. That's kind of the whole point. Mm. So I guess they can just have real art and put it in there. Do people still own that? Do you still have to license it? That's I wouldn't have thought so. Mm. At least not if it's in a museum, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you might have to ask permission from the museum, I guess. Yeah, probably. Although it's also weird because they have like the fake versions of not all of the art, but some of the art. And that's like that. If you if you're already having to ask, ask permission to reproduce the art, do you then also have to ask permission to create a fake version of that art? <laughs> or see, I don't know. I think you fall into the realm of parody then. Yeah, maybe. Which might, which might be all right. Like if you did the Mona Lisa but with Isabel's head. But then, would you if you were only making the fake art, would you then not have to ask permission at all because it would all be parody? <laughs> no, probably not. No. <laughs> it's a very weird situation. But yeah, the art wing is not as fancy as the rest of the museum, but you know, they had to make it. And the Mayday Maze is really just a collection of stuff that would already was already there. I mean the hedges were technically also new with the last patch, but I suppose this patch system means that the longevity of the game might be longer. Yeah, they could theoretically they can... go for like more than a year. And I mm. think they have already said that they want to, whatever that means. <laughs> I mean, it could theoretically mean something as like lazy as the Mayday Maze being different next year. Because <laughs> right. that technically would be <laughs> supporting it for more than a year. Just make a new different layout for the maze. But we'll see. Oh, so it only has one design right now, does it? Yeah. Or... It's less of a maze and more of a puzzle, really. Oh, but it changes enough to make you rerun it, or is no. it only worth doing once? Well, you you can only do it once. Ah. Technically, you it's like you can only go to that island once. But if you like cock it up, you can reset the maze while you're there until you succeed. You know, until you've perfected it, basically. I guess you have to do it in one sitting. Like, yeah. is it? Well, I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, I guess you could put your switch in standby. <laughs> You don't physically have to do it in one sitting, but you can only travel there one time in the game. Fair enough. I suppose if you put it into standby and open it, what does it do? Does it, Do you go back to where exactly where you were? Yeah. But I mean, then that's... time has passed? Yes. You just fall asleep on the spot? Well, you don't fall asleep in everything. <laughs> if you... we had to go back to your tent, like... No, you don't. Yeah. You, I guess you technically do one time right at the start of the game, but that's a, as a tutorial. <laughs> okay. I thought I don't know. I, I thought I'd seen like stuff online of people will like a, a you know villager waving to the camera as they go into your tent, but maybe that's it. Maybe that's well, you what you think. <laughs> go yeah. into your house, whatever. Yeah. They wave at the camera when you do that. <laughs> well, you can emote. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. But yeah, I mean. 
if you, it's it, it's actually kind of weird if you put your switch in standby and then like leave it there for a, for a while and then and then start it up again when it it because it the because of the time is synced to real time when you un sleep the switch you'll see it change from like day to night really quickly oh <laughs> weird yeah although not like not like intentionally like it's just like one frame you'll see oh here's what it was a minute ago and, like, and then it's just oh now it's like this it's not like oh, it man. like casually fades or whatever or does like a yeah, time how, lapse how cool <laughs> which would have been cool done yeah the full sort of like the sky the, the clouds move super fast and <laughs> Or how cool would it have been if you got a close-up of your watch and then a giant picture of the villager smoking whilst <laughs> someone goes, ah! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love Metal Gear Solid 5. <laughs> uh, I need to play that again. The best, one of the best time-passing sequences. <laughs> <laughs> I never even used that. I think I used it like twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell, that game anyway <laughs> but that's more than i see it for animal crossing just trying to kick out villages i don't like which still takes far too long and it's really inconvenient and everyone wishes nintendo would just let you kick people out <laughs> i mean it'd probably be a bit of a like you'd have harsh. to yeah come up with some way to make it less harsh than just be like oh. i don't like you get the fuck out <laughs> you give them a voucher for some sort of tom nook holiday somewhere else Continue your globe-trotting adventure anywhere but here. You just need to have it be like, well, you just need to make it so it's like smarter, like make it so you can actually influence their decision in like a more subtle way that's not quite like just straight telling them to their face. <laughs> oh, you know, maybe this island's not really for you. You know, You're not, you don't seem that happy here. Don't you miss your family? <laughs> so subtle make them really homesick and the other trouble with it the other trouble with it is that like even when they've created the they it's the old classic problem of video games in general which is that if you give people if you prevent people from doing something the easy way but there's still an annoying way to do it then they'll just end up doing it the annoying way and being annoyed like so when a villager leaves well no when a villager arrives in your campsite so like a new person can theoretically join your town if your town is full when that happens then when you talk to them and they, and they say oh, i want to move into your town then they go into resident services and they're like oh the town's full we the, 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 maybe someone will want, wants to leave how about this person and it just picks one of your other villagers at random but because it's random, <laughs> right. you can just close the game, restart the game, r run through that whole conversation again, and then it'll pick another random villager. So it's like, you can kick out who you want to, it's just really inconvenient and annoying. <laughs> huh. So yeah, it's just like, just let us fucking choose who to kick out or something. <laughs> but yeah, they really don't want you to do it. It's like real life, man. <laughs> and it's not like uh, choose your neighbors. but that's the trouble it's like you can you can choose who moves in you just can't get rid of people you don't like for people you like more <laughs> mm. i guess the, you can't there is one situation where you can't choose who moves in where if you if you have an open slot and you and it's been 24 hours it just automatically gets filled so while you have that open slot you can go out on 
the expeditions to the randomly generated islands and it randomly generates a villager every time you go out there so you just you can pick up pick one of them to move in during that 25 24 hour period but if you don't then you get a totally random one so you do still get to choose who moves in you just don't get to get rid of who you want to <laughs> so what is there to like and or dislike about these well, neighbors some of them look dumb surely <laughs> <laughs> you want those no way some of them look really dumb and then oh, well, the, then there's like you know the personalities which are, there's only like really four five personalities i think which is you know not that important but can be slightly annoying if you don't like the grumpy guys for example or if you have too many of one kind maybe and you want something different any effect of having too much grump no, I don't think so. We, oh, well, at least as far as we know. I mean, it seems like maybe the different personality types like different gifts, maybe, but that's sort of unproven. <laughs> but yeah, that's more or less all the Animal Crossing. And also Animal Crossing has just generally become flower breeding simulator at this point. Because really, the only main thing we're working on at the moment is like waiting for the start of every month for the new animals and trying to breed all the different colors of flowers. Is it less complicated than Viva Pinata? <laughs> it might actually be more complicated because okay. <laughs> I haven't actually looked at this because I'm I'm trying to resist just looking up a guide and using a guide. But like the flowers actually, you know, have actual real genetics. Like if you you could actually use real genetics in real life to work out what flower colours you're going to breed by breeding these two other flowers. I suppose you didn't really... No, it wasn't the flowers you changed colour, was it, in Viva Piñata? You had to figure out how to actually change the piñatas. Animals, yeah. Yeah. So that's that. That's yeah, that. Be... If, if, if one of these announcements is Viva Piñata 3... <laughs> on, on Xbox, new Xbox. Oh man, so hype. <laughs> Super high PC resolution. Version, right? A PC version that runs properly and I can play with a mouse. <laughs> oh, hype. I think there's, there's like, a, just recently, there's been a rumor like the next patch of Animal Crossing might introduce farming. And I'm like, well, now we're just, oh. now we're just turning it into, like, <laughs> a fucking Harvest Moon game or Sardin yeah, Valley. Yeah. I'm not sure you want to do that, do you? Keep those, keep those two things separate. Well, it's not really. Nintendo don't own either of those, though. Well, no. <laughs> but still, let Animal Crossing be Animal Crossing. Don't make it a totally different game. Who knows what farming even means in an Animal Crossing context, though, really. 24 hours. Yeah, I mean, it will probably just be a type of plant that acts exactly like a flower, except when you harvest it, it gives you a product that's worth more money than a flower. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Maybe they'll be, is there like a cooking system? Can you make curries? Well, there's, I mean, you could jam that into the crafting system, really. Unless you wanted to make it a specific cooking station. You can already use the flowers in some crafting recipes. And you can even use fruit in some of the crafting recipes, even though that doesn't make sense. They need to bring but... Zelda's cooking system in, so it's like you don't know what you're making. <laughs> They've already brought the weapon durability <laughs> in, so they might as well. Yeah. <laughs> The dancing food cooking. So we'll see about that.
And then really the only other thing that I played was some more Factorio because I'm just waiting for, you know, Terraria and Satisfactory to happen. Mm. <laughs> and Royal League, I guess, but, we, you know, that's standard. We always do that. There's yes. not really been anything new on those fronts worth talking about anyway. No. Cool. Gaming. <laughs> Still <laughs> waiting for the new shit. For the it new... was quite. I, as soon as I started thinking about it, it was quite hard to resist starting playing Terraria now. It was just like, I have to wait for this patch. I can't start a new game now and then be like, oh yeah, but this is only a little mini game that I'm going to play while I wait for the patch. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah, well, <laughs> just don't do, do that. that. I found my, that was what I sort of did with Indivisible when I went back into it to be like, Oh yeah, maybe I'll just just so I'll just see if I can figure out where this where this stuff is, and then didn't, and it's like, but but then I still played it for maybe an hour or so doing some of the side quests. <laughs> it's like, why am I doing this? <laughs> I feel like I might actually just end up playing Portal Two <laughs> single player because I I, I mean I haven't played that for ages, and now that it's installed, it's probably going to take that long replayed. to get through. It's not super long, is it? But I, no. didn't, I don't think I've replayed Portal 2. I don't remember whether I have. I think I may have done hmm. to get back to like somewhere where, where there was an achievement. Although I'm not, not that I tried to get the achievements in that game, really. Hmm. Mainly because it had the classic, like, these achievements are way too difficult <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. for a single-player story game. That's a great game. I love I love it at the end towards the end where Wheatley's like throwing together random tests just out of stuff he's got lying around. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all broken and yeah. not really working. He's like, oh, you, no, that was easy. Uh, <laughs> and Steve Merchant is really good. Definitely one of his. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan, but no, like it's definitely no. one of his better better roles. Yeah, if you ask me. Well, also, Nolan North, a space guy. <laughs> I'm in space. I just want to go back to the broken turrets. Also, Nolan North. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. Nolan North. <laughs> Clickety click. Right on the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, definitely worth a, worth a replay, I'm sure. Uh, are you uh, interested in XCOM? Not the new one. <laughs> no, no. Well, from what I've read of the reviews of that, it's like it's like it. People have been saying it's like mobile XCOM. It's like XCOM uh. simplified and toned down. Okay. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't get that vibe from no watching the trailers. Like I, I, supposedly, I the main thing that's different is like it's it's meant to be more like small room encounters rather than large levels. Like That's it's right, a few yeah. turns, but like quite intense rather mm. than a sort of more open oh, okay. space. But that could be kind of interesting in itself. It could be, I guess. Yeah. I'm but sort of intrigued. I'm, I'm assuming because what did... They put out the whole of the original of Enemy Unknown, didn't they, on iPad? Yeah. Right. I assume they didn't do that with XCOM 2, did they? Or did they? Mm-hmm. I, I don't doubt know. I don't know. Would be on I, iPad. I don't remember the, hearing anything about that because they made a big deal of it coming out on on the original coming out on iPad, mm. and then yeah, I mean, maybe it's not such a big deal if if two did or didn't. And it's like, well, I bet me wondered if they were just like, well, that first XCOM game did all right on iPad. Maybe we should write something that's suited for the mobile platform but hasn't actually come out on the mobile platform. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, regardless of 
how good that game is. It's like if I wanted to play XCOM, I'd have to go back to XCOM 2 again because you know I never got anywhere in that game really. Right, right. Fair you right. want to finish your backlog before you crack on with a new one. Yeah, even if I'd have to mod that backlog to be less annoying. To be less annoying. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh. Okay, cool. Rob, what you been playing? Well, you've segued brilliantly because I could talk about Gears Tactics. Ooh. You know, the not XCOM game. <laughs> Segway. That's quite quite a lot like XCOM. Um, Straight up a clip. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it, you know what? I'm enjoying it. I think it's pretty good. I'm not, not sure it has the, the, the soul necessarily of XCOM or that much of gears really it's sort of like yeah you know do you remember when i talked about playing games like halo wars and stuff like that and that it's yeah. halo and coating but mm, it's yeah, kind yeah. of it's kind of only really skin deep yeah for um, sure. and this this kind of gives me that very same feel that it's like it's you know it's gears in skin gears skin yeah but they uh you know they pull in some stuff from the universe to make it feel a bit more like it in the same way that halo did halo wars did but it's, uh, you know, I wouldn't say that the, the uh, there, there is, so far, very little story. It's set um, before um, the events of Gears 1, um, uh, when, basically when that, they started Hammer of Dawning the planet um, to all hell. So everything's kind of messed up, and you've been given a little job to do in this newly messed up environment. Um I mean, everything's always messed up in Gears, but you know, it's, 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 it's newly messed up. Um, uh, and that's kind of it. You're, you've been told to take out this guy who uses emulsion to make bad, more bad locust. And, uh, but you're not, you've not been given any resources by General Prescott, who, you know, nobody likes. It's like, he's well known to not be liked in the Gears series. <laughs> but, He's whatever he's he's the chairman of the cog. So what are you going to do? You're going to follow orders. Um, yes, you're not been given any resources, and you start with just two guys, and so you've got to do the whole. Oh, hey, guess what? There's a bit of a meta game. We've got to round up some troops and uh, train them up so they get abilities and there's skill trees for for those guys. Um, but that's kind of as deep as the meta game goes. You don't get like um, the was it the ant nest whatever you call that what do they call that well, you know again the sort of you don't get the map you don't get buildings you don't get any of that sort of like build your structures and plan your base kind of stuff that XCOM has um and so far you haven't really had the the map or the global terror it's like the meta is purely limited to like your troops and how you're leveling them up as you progress through what seems to be a fairly linear story so far like it's structured a bit like a gears game i'm 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 not that far into it i'm on like act one chapter six i think i'm about to start um but uh, and i've only had one side mission to do along the way so far so maybe that'll open up a bit later um i'm not that far into it currently um uh, but so so that side of it seems quite linear but the actual tactical stuff itself seems fairly well defined that way i haven't had too many um super frustrating moments like i've like you always have with xcom where it's just like well balls there was nothing i could have done about that i haven't had one of those yet um 
because I think the AI so far, at least, has been pretty lenient and pretty stupid. Mm. <laughs> so I'm playing on what the game, the game's recommended difficulty level, which is the sort of intermediate one. And um, the enemy has a tendency to use um, Overwatch a lot. Um, like instead of just directly attacking you, they prefer to kind of put themselves in an attacking position and then just Overwatch over you. Um, but rather than it's like, well, you could have taken the shot there and that probably would have been more troublesome for me. Um, because Overwatch works a little differently here than it does in XCOM. So in XCOM, you basically just take a pot shot whenever you can, right? Mm. Um, to anyone that the, your, your guy can see. Uh, in this game, you set up a vision cone, which is, in, which is where your guy is actually looking. Um, and you can actually define... Uh, the game doesn't strictly adhere to the grid system like XCOM does. So you can actually, like, within you get full motion of exactly which angle you want to push at um, and actually how far you want the vision cone to go um, to some extent. So right. you can, like, really isolate these specific areas where you want. It's like, okay, if they walk down here, then open fire on them. Um, and it's uh, so, that, so that element's actually kind of interesting. So what the enemy tends to do is they'll rock up on you and put their vision cones right over your guys. So in theory, making any action will just get you shot. Um, so the way around that is to then use other guys that aren't in those vision cones to interrupt their, their Overwatch stance. Um, so okay. you can do that with special, certain attacks will interrupt their stance. Um, so they're no longer in Overwatch. You want to do that. So then that frees up your actions with the other guys so then they can do their actions in the turn. Um, and the whole thing ends up meaning that your turns have to play out maybe a little more sequentially than you would have done them in XCOM. You have to really think about who's doing what in what order on your turn, which you know is usually the thing that normally screws me up when I play strategy games. Like, you know, when I'm playing Wargroove and things like that, I'll make a move and it'll be like, oh, why did I do that? Because now I can't do that this turn. And then no, I've screwed screwed up my own plan by doing things in the wrong sequence. Actually, um, I think in the new XCOM, they've changed it so that it's like, you know, um, it, it, you know, you, you, your guys go alternately with the, with the baddies. They have, yeah. There's like yeah. a full-on timeline system, isn't there? Yeah. Where everyone, everyone, it's not turn-based in Chimera anymore. It's a little more like... Well, Bravely Default 2, I suppose. Mm. <laughs> anyway, in um, Gears Tactics. Yeah, in, in Gears Tactics, it's more your turn, their turn. Right, it's, you know, yeah, it's... traditional style. Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's, it's an interesting change, but it's, it's, as I say, it's a little bit exploitable at the moment because, you know, I think the enemy should be probably be attacking more than they are, but they're, they're only the drones, really, and you're getting basic enemies. I've only just been introduced to sniper, as, snipers as enemies, and I've got my own sniper already um things like that but it's it's the the line of sight system is a little more what's the word i'm looking for it feels more is it more granular when there's more there's more levels of degradation to it i suppose um because you can pull up like the TACCOM from Gears, and that will give you like really detailed stats on what's going on. It's like, oh, if I take this shot, it's like, okay, my base accuracy is 100%, but it's being diminished by this much because of the range, and it's being diminished this much because I'm partially obstructed, and it's being diminished this much because of the enemy's stance. And you can really get a, like a big, you can get a, a really decent understanding on why your shot sucks. 
which I which I really like. It's like it's not just like you look at it and go like, well, why is that percentage only ten percent? And it's like right. it goes what, well, and it actually specifically like spells it out for you. It's like, well, this is the reason, and it, and I think because it's not necessarily grid based all the time, that actually makes a whole lot of sense that they've just built this really um, nice line of sight based. Um, uh, like degradation system. Like, I do think the accuracy should be a little higher at times. Generally, it's got that old frustrating where it's like, hey, you're right in front of this guy. Like, why is your percentage so low? It's like even even with that little bit of obstruction, you'd be able to pick up those giant ear, you know, <laughs> something like that. It's just uh, it's got there's a little bit of that that sort of dumbness to it, but it's uh, but it's fine. Um, and I wish the snipers could see a bit further than they could because they, they they seem to have quite limited accuracy um, at times. But hey, the, uh, the rest of it kind of plays almost identically to XCOM, like the way you control it even. Like, is you know, you've got the list of skills at the bottom of the screen and you can push the number key to select yeah. the skill you want and then you can push it again to do that action, um, which actually screwed me up once because I accidentally threw a grenade at my feet and killed a guy immediately. <laughs> just like, oh, no, no, I didn't mean to do that. I, I was just cycling through my options and I accidentally pressed the same button twice. And it just threw a grenade at my feet, and I died. <laughs> Bugger. Uh, and I, so far, I think it's pretty good. No, it hasn't well, been challenging yet, but it's uh, it seems solid. Hmm. And that's uh, sort yeah, of. I don't, what, what... Hmm. I don't want really want more to really add to that. It's by Splash Damage, and I get the feeling that. I haven't looked up what they what else they've done, but this like I don't know if they worked on. There are elements of the music that that occasionally make me think like, oh, this has got a little bit of that. I mentioned Massive Chalice last week, last episode, didn't I? It's got it's got a little bit of that Massive Chalice vibe about it, and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of into this. Um, with with little flecks here and there of some of the uh, the classic Gears of War music style, like from Gears of War One, and it's like, oh, it's like, oh this is getting a bit nostalgic here. And because I'm a Game Pass user and I pre-downloaded it before before it came out, it counts as a pre-order. So I don't know if like every Game Pass member gets this, but but one of the uh, one of the bonuses is I get coal. coal. <laughs> I get the coal, the coal train, train. As, a, as a playable character. Um, he's not important to the plot at all, but he's just there going woo. <laughs> woo! <laughs> no, it's, um, and he's wearing his thrash ball gear. So he's not even in proper armor, <laughs> which is hilarious. Although well, you can put him in proper armor if you want. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's ticking a lot of nice boxes for me at the moment. Is he at home on the rails? He hasn't mentioned anything about being a train. <laughs> That's a shame. Yeah, not, not even a, a casual mention of it. It's like it was because no one says his name because he's not really part of the plot. All oh, right, yeah, of course. Uh, what was it? Oh, splash damage! Oh, okay. Splash damage were behind their last game. I think it was Dirty Bomb, and they also oh, I don't they were the, they were the guys that made Brink. Oh no! Yeah, that didn't work out, did it? This is this is actually quite a departure for them. Well, I suppose. To, oh, and they they assist with Gears Five and uh, Master Chief Collection. Okay, splash damage. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I will plow on with that for a bit. 
at least. It's something else tactical I can do other than Wargroove, um, which I finished the campaign of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I think that it's like, while, while I think that game, the, the, the main like story campaign, the, the last mission is, re- is real interesting, even if it's not challenging. Because basically they take all of your other units away and they just make you do a... Um, uh, it's kind of just a fun mission. It's a little bit like you know, you know I, I like I like it when games have a kind of like an entertaining ending, like um, you know Halo when you just drive away on a warthog. It's like <laughs> it's like this isn't really all that challenging, but it's, it's it's fun to fun to do. Good way to finish a game. Was this just like gives you six I think commander units instead of regular units and a single commander? It's like so it means you can't let anyone die, but. Uh, it does mean you're just rocking over this battlefield of super powerful units, um, right, right. Uh, and using their abilities way more, like all at once, which is kind of kind of fun. Um, the, the game throws a couple of curveballs at you in that mission, um, which I won't spoil here, but you do have to pay a little bit of attention to. So you know it is possible to die, but it's um, you know if you've got that far, just use the same tactics, keep going, it's fine, you'll get through it. Uh, it was kind of nice. And it's got a question mark ending that means I need to earn more stars. Uh, more in in I think I can do it in other ways. I don't have to go and replay the campaign missions to do them better. Um, to unlock the final ending, the final epilogue, and it's like um, so I might go tackle some of the puzzle and arcade modes and see what those see what those are like. But uh, yeah, I generally I quite enjoyed Wargroove. I think it it scratches the same itch as Advance Wars, but it's not an Advance Wars. It's not as good as Advance Wars, but it's pretty close. So if you're ha- if you're hankering for one, close enough. If you've got a hankering, yeah, then then definitely give it a look. It's worth it. Uh, so I finished that. Um, yeah, I'm still plugging away at Two Point Hospital. I still haven't found where Research Five is. As an, I don't know how to do that. How to get research five? No, I like, feel I like I have to I can't, look that up. Yeah, I can't research for research five like you did with research four. So I don't know quite how to train my people in it. So I can't. I can't create a world class researcher and get that achievement and do that that mission where you need one for three stars. Did you so I've been going back and playing. Did you get the other like other five stars done? The surgeon and the psychiatrist. No, 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 I've not done either of those yet. <laughs> so the level I'm on is the surgery level. I've gone back to that one to try and get more stars, thinking I'd like, well, this is the perfect chance to get more surgery training in. And that one I think I can get to surgery five. I just, you know, need to spend some time actually training some dudes. Whilst managing a goddamn hospital. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. I haven't had any more repeats on the DJ. That's the word. That's the important thing. Not since that one time where I had loads. Uh, you definitely hit a point on all of those levels where you just like it suddenly explodes into money. Yeah, but it's like you just you just get over this hump and it's like, oh, I'm swimming in it now. I'm gonna have to build rooms for the hell of it rather than actually making my hospital better. <laughs> well, I mean, you could always use more DP's offices and mega scams. <laughs> just keep throwing them down. <laughs> I've never quite come up with a particular philosophy for how I should lay out my hospitals still, though, because it's like a bit of me wonder sometimes if the spread out nature of just having a mess of rooms actually works better, because they're not all 
like clustering around one area. And well, it's like I mean, they, it depends if you if you have lots of little clusters, then maybe that actually works out being more efficient. Depends whether you're willing to sacrifice more space for like corridors. <laughs> you just need well, bed, that too. Yeah. wider, better corridors for if you're going to cluster all the stuff in one place. Mm. But it's definitely advantageous to really just have treatment on the edges and then everything else closer into the center. Because, you know, once they go out of treatment, they don't come back. <laughs> so they can just get off the map. Yeah, fair enough. I think I need to be a bit more ruthless sometimes or a bit more, bit more proactive in terms of checking everyone's health status out and being like, right, you need to go home. <laughs> We're never going to do it. I only do that if I need it for the, you know, the end of mission thing. Yeah, number if you of want those cures. cure rates. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm still plugging away at that. Um, but the thing I've spent most time with these last two weeks is I started Yakuza Kiwami 2. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I needed. I, I really fancied that level of stupid. Yeah, and, um, makes sense. It, it yeah, it, it, does, it doesn't, doesn't really disappoint. It, it's... It's 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 that same level of stupid as the first game. <laughs> Sweet. Well, I say that level of stupid. Like it's so uh, like the Yakuza series of games is a, is has been described as an economical series in terms of its development. They reuse a lot of assets. They reuse <laughs> a lot of um, materials and sounds, and um, they keep the engines pretty simple, and they keep the tool set they work with pretty simple. Um, but Kiwami Two. So follow the timeline of when games were released. Like, so Yakuza Kiwami happened, but then the following game was Yakuza 6, which was actually built on a brand new uh, game engine. Mm. So a new graphics engine, a new thing like that. And then Kiwami 2 come, came out after that. So this is built on the Dragon engine, which is a you know, brand new graphics engine, brand new um, game engine for the, for, for the thing. And uh, with it does come some significant improvements in places. Like the the visuals for the game have definitely had a step up. I wouldn't, I still wouldn't call them like top spec stuff, mm. but you know, I'm playing it on PC, so I get the advantage of of 60 frames per second, which I think the console versions don't get. I think the console versions only run at 30 um, for Kiwami 2, whereas the previous ones ran at 60. So that's a bit console owners, your your mileage may vary from mine, but yeah, I'm I'm running it at PC at 60, and it's um. The yeah, the visual upgrade is noticeable. It's like the contrast at night, like just the way light works. Mm. Um, it's yeah, the, the everything is super contrasty. More things cast lights. Wet pavement looks better. You know, it's a, all the all the classic upgrades you'd expect. Some of the texture detail is nicer in places. Some of the um, um, uh, what do you call it? It's got it's got ambient occlusion now, which I'm not sure it had before. But if it does now, it's got a different implementation of it that sometimes looks great and sometimes looks rubbish, like that sort of muddy wall movement effect that you, that it sometimes causes is there. Um, but generally, it's a it's a step up visually. Um, that means that there's there's less loading pauses as a result as well. A lot of the world is actually more connected now, so you can walk into uh, food places without having to go through a little pause while it loads you into the food place you can just walk in and it's all seamless which means you can see in through the windows um a lot more of the buildings and a lot more of the environment even the ones you can't go into and interact with there's just oh you know the, you can see in now you can see in the windows you can see people there you can see people queuing in coffee shops and stuff like that even if it's not a coffee shop you can go to and it's um 
uh, so the level of detail has definitely taken a step up, which is which is really appreciated. It's like it's nice, and it bring, brings the area of Camarocho, which I thought might look identical, right, and be a bit samey. It's like sure, it's sure. actually quite for the for the exact same layout place. Yeah, it's actually pretty different looking. Good upgrade. And it's, uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, some things have remained. It, a year has passed since the first game, so some things have remained the same, but quite a lot has actually changed in that time as well. So it's it's nice when you come across the places where it's like, oh right, yeah, this was that guy from the first game, and, it's like, and this was this was there last time. Oh, this, feels, this feels familiar, and it's like, and there's still the a lot of that is still that same people and things are still there. It's it's, it's just kind of nice. Um, but no one's seen you for a year because you've been out of the game for a year. So you come back and you get all these reunion moments, and it's like, oh, it's cool. Um, uh, so all of that's uh, a nice a nice improvement, but I think. That's kind of where the improvements unfortunately stop. Like I think it's technically a slightly better made package. Okay. But I think everywhere else everything's just that little bit of a step back actually. Like so far the story hasn't been as interesting. Mm. Um well, I mean don't that's get that. That's kind it, of important, right? Yeah, it is kind of thing. It's still presented reasonably well so in that sort of like japanese soap opera kind of way i suppose which is kind of funny and kind of overwrought and kind of nice like i like it quite a bit um uh, there's quite a lot of cutscenes as well there's like one section just probably went on for about 20 minutes half an hour of me just watching stuff happen <laughs> which i don't mind because it's actually all kind of engaging and it's like it's 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 as ropey as it is, because it's basically just a shot-for-shot remake of the of Yakuza Two, it's like they haven't really done anything particularly new to it. At times, it's fairly ropey, but if you go back and think, it's like, well, if all of this was in this back then, that's kind of impressive, and it still translates reasonably well. So, like the the direction of things then must have been pretty good, um, but perhaps it hasn't aged by modern standards too well in spots. Like some of the animation has clearly just been done by hand and doesn't look quite right, um, as opposed to being mo-capped and stuff like that. Um, there are times where they, some of the scenes clearly had more time spent on them than others, so the lip-syncing is weirdly variable. Like some of the shots, the lip-syncing is pretty good, and then you'll get another one where it's pretty bad, and um, things like that. Uh, Normally, based on the importance of the event, if it's like a casual conversation, it'll be perhaps worse than if it's like a, a um, you know a serious incident going down. Mm. So you know you got you got these little presentational issues here and there, but that's sort of to be expected given the age of the game, I guess, um, and what they're trying to do with these remakes. Um, uh, but let's get to the, the important stuff. I think the combat in this game kind of sucks. What compared to before, or compared to the original? Yeah, so or compared to Kiwami, because Kiwami had this cool hook where you had because you'd been imprisoned for ten years, the dragon style of fight, your dragon style of fighting had become dulled, yeah, and rubbish nice. over that time. Um, so instead of using that for for the bulk of the game, you actually had to refer to your other three styles of fighting: your street brawler, your beast mode, and your quick quick step boxer. Um, and the advantage of that system was is it actually gave you the flexibility to pick a style that suited the fight you were in. Um, so certain boss characters, for instance, would be better 
um, taken out with certain styles and um, those the, the other three styles were easier to level up than it was the dragon style the dragon style you had to put in some real work to level up which meant that by the end of the game the dragon style was good and probably the one you should be using but throughout the majority of it you're mixing these three styles together and Makes sense, making yeah. those work That's cool. that whole system is gone in this game and so you only have a single style that you're playing with that's based on the dragon style but somewhat frustratingly it seems like they've you're kind of playing in the dulled dragon style and you don't have a choice now and the dragon style was kind of intentionally crap at the start right. of the first game and and but now that's all you have and it doesn't it just doesn't feel good it's like it's just it's kind of ropey. Like you don't move, you don't attack particularly quickly. You have to earn the ability to cancel out of some attacks with a dodge, which means you're quite often animation locked um, at a moment where an enemy might start an attack, and there's nothing you can do about it. You're, you you started an animation, and one of the mob decided to attack you from an angle that your current attack isn't going to hit, and it's like so you're just going to get hit. Nothing you can do, um, and that's always frustrating when you, especially when you're coming from games like. <laughs> You've got used to games where you can dodge everything. Um, and even in the first game, you had way better chance of dodging stuff if you were using the uh, quick step style, for instance. You could just move out of the way, and um, which is how I ended up playing the majority of that game. I was I was quick and nimble and could yeah. dance around the, the fight, but I can't do that anymore. Um, so it's... And this is exacerbated by boss fights. Because, you ha again, you're stuck in this dragon style, and... So you don't really have a choice necessarily in terms of what, what approach you take on the boss fight. There is normally one decent way of doing that boss fight, and it's often to find a cheesy tactic. Such as so there's a weapon system in this game now. So you can right. you can brandish weapons. You don't have to find them, you can just have them on your person and whip them out. Um, and sometimes like defeating a boss is more a question of trying to outfight them, because fighting them is actually incredibly difficult now. For a number of reasons, I might mention in a second, and just you know, stabbing them with a knife from afar, um, because I think the the weapon system in itself is somewhat imbalanced. It's like you can't block attacks from weapons unless you yourself are holding a weapon. So if someone comes at you with a knife, you've kind of got to be using a weapon yourself, otherwise you can't block it. Uh, and knives do a ton of damage. Um, so you know the last one of the last boss fights I did basically my only real stretch he had he had knives on his feet in one of those sort of spy knives you know that sort of pop out and uh, and he was he was a complete ass to actually attack actually fight properly um, because a lot of the bosses is like you land a hit and they will block the next hit so you can't really get a combo chain going uh, yeah, on see. them because because they'll just block into something so you can't really use your more powerful attacks because you can't get the combo going. Um, and if you do get into a string, chances are they're just going to interrupt you because they can do that. They can interrupt you just at any point they decide. If they want to throw out an attack, they will. And if they throw one out with their fit with their knife feet <laughs> in this particular instance, there's nothing you can do. You're taking a load of damage. Um, and that sucks. Um, you, the only real approach you have for things like that is the dodge. But the dodge, because all the moves are really positional, they have like hitboxes around their entire arc. There's a pretty good chance some of the attacks you're going to have a real hard time dodging because you just dodge where the attack still is. 
if you're especially if you're trying to dance around someone so you can hit them in the back if that's like their their opening um and again uh, most of the bosses you can't interrupt their combo spring sprees so if if you do manage to dance around them and have an opportunity to hit them in the back chances are the rest of their combo is still going to track into you and hurt you anyway hmm so it kind of sucks. It's like most of that time you've got, I don't have any recourse but to cheese it somehow. <laughs> Which I don't feel good about. So I'm just going to get my katana out and I'm going to stand as far away as I can from you and just poke at you until maybe you get hurt a bit. Yeah, it doesn't sound that fun. No, it's, it's, a real, it's a real shame. Because I thought the style system in the first game kind of alleviated a lot of these issues the bosses would still have attacks that you couldn't interrupt the bosses would still have these um quirks and annoyances but you could find a way around them by using the different styles and it still felt like you were overcoming uh, that boss's weakness whereas now it's just like i don't feel like i'm overcoming a weakness i'm i'm just i'm it feels like i'm finding a hack almost right 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 jesus this is the cheaty way to do this so yeah, I'm not really enjoying the fights as much. And there's a lot of fights. Like a lot of fights. Um I feel like I'm missing something. Like maybe I'm underleveled for what I'm doing right now, but I'm not focusing too much on the story. Like I'm I'm trying to do the other stuff in the game because the other stuff in the game is weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean it, what even like by the standards of, of Oh yeah. The series? They they there's definitely been some moments where I'm just like, oh, that deserves more than one raised eyebrow. It's just <laughs> <laughs> you're raising both. <laughs> I need I need a third eyebrow here. I don't know what else I can raise. Like um, <laughs> the one uh, uh, there's a there's a Yakuza boss who you help a family boss who you help out, and he wants to show his gratitude to you. So he takes you to this. Um, he goes, oh, this is a great place. You're gonna love it. The girls are amazing. And it's like it's the. Uh, the sleaze factor, I think, in this one is a little bit raised, which you may or may not approve of. I'm not sure I enjoy it as much as the first game. It's a little bit maybe too far. The language is often a little bit more terse and stuff like that, and it's which isn't you know a problem in itself. But how it's used, it's used more casually, and also yeah, some of the subject matter is a little little bit more sleazy this time round. But uh, but yeah, he takes it to this sort of place. Like he's, he's like, well, the girls are amazing, and it's and, and then it becomes apparent pretty pretty quickly that something's a bit weird because the hostess is trying to dress you in a diaper, and then you like you sort of stumble accidentally and fall through a wall into oh. a a crash filled with adult man babies. <laughs> uh, okay. Which, including the Yakuza boss, who's just brought you here, he's, <laughs> and, and he's funny. just like, he's like rolling around on the floor, going, "Isn't this place great?" <laughs> and you're like, "This isn't really my thing." And he's like, "How dare you disrespect my, uh, my, um, my, my, um, what's the word I'm looking for? My, my hospitality." And so you get into a fight with man babies in a crash, and it's, <laughs> it's just the game is quite a lot of that. Quite a lot. Of, that's just one example, but there's quite a lot of just really dumb things you 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 can go sing karaoke now you can go uh which is hilarious because the last i just did that and majima was there singing terribly <laughs> majima's back naturally 
but his 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 role seems a lot more downplayed as well now. To be honest, so it's not you don't have the Majima everywhere system anymore. So he's not turning up in random places, which is which was hilarious. I love that in the first game. Just, anything you could do, he could be there. Um, and uh, so he's downplayed now. He's now he's now a construction a head of a construction company. So you end up having this weird little strategy, well, a sort of RTS tower defense thing to play with him and his minions. Um, to protect his equipment from these, from the dragons of the construction world who are trying to take you down. <laughs> I see. Oh, it's so random. And you could. There's also another massive mini game where you're managing a uh, a hostess club, uh, and you're trying to keep everyone happy, and you're trying to manage your girls, and keep that. And it's like the mini games just keep coming, and all, and most of the ones from the previous game are still. You can still play. Uh, I was forced to play mahjong for a bit, which all I right. still suck at. Um, uh, there's blackjack in there. There's there's, there's ochi, <laughs> ochi kubu, I think, which is like a like Japanese blackjack as well. Uh, it's like it's it's just chock block of chock a block with all these weird other things you can do. It's got Virtua Fighter two in there naturally. <laughs> and Virtua, <laughs> Virtua Fighter two. That's that's yeah. That's pretty funny. It's pretty yeah. Oh, it plays terribly. <laughs> but it's I mean, rare. it always did, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the AI cheats, like, su- supremely cheats. Uh, it's very obvious that the game is just reading what you're doing and encountering ca- it immediately. Um, but, hey, it's there. I'm going to make my own time. Yakuza game with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so that side of things, you get you get like allies as well now. So like, if you do certain sub stories, um, you can unlock the ability for if you're fighting in that general neighborhood, that the ally will come and help you and get and do what you'll you'll get a heat action specific to that area where they'll generally all of them involve the same sort of thing and that they'll throw you some support item, but it depends on that character. So you know if you're in a certain area, you might get thrown a hot pot. Of stew to then do some damage with the classic hot pot weapon <laughs> hot pot weaponry or you know you can actually buy um uh one of these uh clubs that has a uh, a lady dressed in leather outside she will hand you one of those small solid whip devices that you can then use to... <laughs> naturally yeah naturally uh, so i'm a bit confused like is what would you would you play Yakuza Kiwami One, or like, I think Kiwami you... One's the better game, right? And Kiwami Two is definitely a follow-on from that. The story does pick. I mean, it has quite a nice thing right at the start, actually, where it, it has a an extensive. Here's what happened in the first game that you can opt into if you want. Oh, that's cool. And it will basically go through the story, but it's presented kind of like, uh, oh, we're going to talk about Date San San for a bit, and we'll talk about his role in the story. Oh, now we're going to move on to this other thing. We'll talk about Tarada and why he was a big deal. Well, let's talk about him. And it's, so it's not telling it completely sequentially. It's sort of giving you the hot points, um, you know, the, the, the key points of the story kind of relevant to characters, which is kind of interesting. So it's not played back in the same way as you experienced it in the first game, which is, yeah, I think that's really cool. It's like, there's, there's a lot of it as well. So you can, uh, you can watch that for quite a while being like, okay, what did happen? <laughs> What is this all about? Because then a lot of what's going on in this game is like Informed referring back to the events of a year ago, um, every now and then. So it's it's worth watching that. But 
hey, you might as well play the first game. Because, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe it, as I say, I'm, what is it, I'm about 15-ish hours in, and uh, a lot of what I've read says the combat system does get better, but a little bit like the Dragon style, you do need to invest in it, and by the end of the game, it's finally hitting its stride. But it's just a shame that it's, that you're limited in this way. They made some choices, and I'm not sure I, I'm on board with them. Hmm. Yeah, but then, uh, but then you get these other things like the, the experience system is more interesting this time because you get experience points in different categories. So you don't just get experience; you get, oh, I've got points in attack, or I've got points in defense, and I've got points in life skills, and I now I need to the all the skills in the in the menu require different amounts of experience from each pool. You can't see it when you're unlocking skills. You need to pay attention to the the various pools you've got. Um, uh, and there's a hunger meter now that you don't need to fill. You don't get hungry and like starve, but it determines how much food you can have. So if you're using food to heal, which is the primary way of healing, um, you can't do it all the time because you'll get full up. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know the, the alcohol system is back. I mean, it's quite easy <laughs> to get drunk. Uh, <laughs> And then, and then you start stumbling about, which is always hilarious, and getting into more fights as a result. Um, and in the game. We don't think it would be possible to get into more fights in I that know. game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so it's like, just like... I don't think it's as good as Kiwami 1. And most of the game is, 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 is kind of on the same level. But it's just... I. It's the combat system that's just really bringing it down for me. But, you know, I like the cut of its jib, so I'm going to stick with it. Well, it's a, it's a stupid You're game. in now. It's you're stupid, in but now. it's good stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what you want, right, from these games, right? Yeah. Like you got, but I mean, I don't know. You want like an epic, ridiculous uh, crime story thing that's over serious, combined mm. with unbelievably stupid sides. Oh yeah, right? yeah. And if it delivers it's... that, I mean, it's a shame about the combat. Yeah, but you're exactly right. It is still doing that. I don't think, the sto- as I say, at this point, I don't think the story's as good as the first game. But it's, it's still, it's, it's good enough. Yeah, it's a delivery for like karaoke. Yeah, (laughs) and like finding lost cats and stuff. Yeah, I haven't had to do that. Oh no, I did find a cat. That did happen. (laughs) Of course, (laughs) it was a hostage situation. That wasn't a hostage situation, as it turned out. (laughs) It's like you've got to help me. They've got my. They've got my baby. (laughs) It turns out it's a cat. It's a cat. (laughs) A classic. Cat napping. Yeah. Oh, I, I should should mention as well. Actually, that this is a fairly big change. They've there is a whole new area, like so. It's not just in Camarocho now. There's a bit in Osaka, um, uh, a whole separate area called Sotenbori, um, uh, which it isn't as big as Camarocho, but you spend a good portion of the start of the game in this up completely different area. Um, which is presented differently. It's all done in a slightly more oranger light rather than the harsh um, 
I guess you'd call it daylight white of the lights in Tokyo. Um, so, you know, the, the whole the whole area has this slightly different feel to it. And the music's more jazzy as well. So when you get into a fight, there's like these crazy trumpets going off. And it's like, it's it's nice having that little separation of areas um, as well. So it's not just Camarocho. If you're worried about that, there's there's more to it this time. <laughs> And that's Kawami too. And that's cool. probably me. Is that your main? <laughs> that's definitely my main at the moment. <laughs> definitely my main. Cool, yeah. How are we doing for time? I got no idea. I'm not keeping track today. Two something. <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing video-wise? We've got any... Uh... There will be more Oberdin content coming up oh, yeah. next weekend. Oberdinin. Yeah. Oberdinin. I don't know how much more we found out, but certainly more intrigue. It yeah, escalated quickly. <laughs> yes, yes, things do. It, gets, it goes bad. Not that we knew that because we started at the end, so everything was bad then. <laughs> There's no one left. It's true. So we got that. Uh, yeah, so there'll too. be another one of those going up. I hit some encoding issues, so I'm going to have to try and figure out what to do about those. But, you know, I'll get it done. Cool, yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Well, I don't know. In higher quality this time maybe. as well. Uh, oh, higher quality. Yeah, look forward to that. And uh, we'll be back with another sidecast in a couple of weeks of or lockdown, I guess. Yeah. So stay tuned. It's, for that. No, it's, not, it's not going away anytime soon, is it? No. Even all this, like, over the peak and all that nonsense. All, that, all, okay. that, all that's, all that, all that's going to mean is, is that people are going to start flouting the rules more. You're going to have more garden parties to break up, Zach. <laughs> Need a market. Come on. Stay inside, <laughs> stay safe, and play games. Yeah, boy. And we'll catch you next time. Oh, wait, that's me. Got to press the stop button. Bye. <laughs>